A poem is a small machine made of words. William Carlos Williams. Welcome to the Small Machine Talks, exploring the poetry scene of Central Canada and beyond with Amanda Earl and A.M. Kozak. Welcome to the Small Machine Talks. My name is A.M. Kozak. And I'm Amanda Earl, and this is, uh, uh, I guess we're, we're going to call this episode 17. All right. <laughs> so seems like Seems like we just randomly uh, select which episode numbers they are at this point. Numbers, math is, is you know, just a, an arbitrary thing. No, it's, it's next in sequence. I guess that's the way. our last our last interview our last event last podcast <laughs> episode which is a type of event was uh, our interview with Clara Duplessis which was in two parts so yeah yeah, yeah. And that was a good interview I think it was it was I found it really fun to do it was it was a good experience I always learn a lot with those interviews mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah what about for for this time around uh, I want to talk about things that we've gone to the past I don't know six weeks or so. Sure. I, I've been very uh, quiet as far as attending events. W- one thing that happens to me is I, I started a new manuscript in, um, I guess, about sort of towards the end of April. And when I start something new, I tend to want to not go out as much. And also, mm-hmm. I wasn't—I had a health blip as well, so I was home. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I need a lot of quiet time for uh, just at the start. Well, sometimes when, later on, when I'm on a roll, I can, I can get out and do things. But I, I didn't do too many things. I did go to the tree reading, which uh, I was—I was a feature at, and uh, for the the chap, my chapbook, Electric Garden, I got an award, so that was very mm-hmm. nice. I got to read, and the other reader was Roger Nash, and he was actually—he was a really interesting reader. He had this poem. Um, that had to do with um, climate change, and he called it uh, the vocabulary. I don't remember the exact title. It was about the vocabulary of climate change. He was mm-hmm. talking about how um, where where he lives, geese no longer go in a V formation, and he wanted to know a way huh. to describe that way they were they changed. And really, so that was I don't know. He had some interesting things. He where was, does he live? Uh, I don't remember exactly where he lives. Like up north or something? <laughs> you know, I have like a, no idea. No idea. I thought for some reason I thought maybe it was out west, but um, I'm entirely unsure of that. But anyway, that was so that was and it was a very well attended event. But then I didn't. I wasn't at the next tree. I think it was uh, with Dane Swan, and I can't remember oh, yeah, the, other the most recent one. Yeah, and uh, but other than that, I was at the Ottawa International Writers Festival Spring Edition for mostly the fiction events. So I went pretty much every night. I missed there was a poetry night. I missed uh, I, uh, Plan Ninety Nine that I missed. Well, I was there. I can talk about that one. There you go. So yeah. So but I did. I really enjoyed the fiction. There were some really uh, wonderful uh, writers that I'd always been meaning to to hear fr- hear about, and I'd never heard their work before. Like Barbara Gowdy, who I'd never, uh, and she was a really interesting. Uh, person to hear and also I got I got her um, short story collection We So Seldom Look on mm-hmm. Love which was fantastic Stephen Hyten was really amazing too uh, he, I got his book I'll talk about but it, it, he was uh, very interesting and there were lots of others too that I, Anita Desai was very interesting she's a um, an Indian writer living in the States now and uh, also um, uh, Sachi Cole was fa- fascinating she read part of her memoir so yeah it was a really good I love the writers festival like I always sort of drop everything and, and go to as much as I can as far as fiction and poetry usually so anything stuck out from any of those uh, performances well just what I mentioned <laughs> but um, yeah Anita Desai I've never read any of her books I really like the way she she um, she she did she read I can't remember if she read from her 
Oh, she read a small section from one of her novellas. She was very interesting. The thing that often sticks out um, most most prominent in my memory about these things are their uh, the Q and A se- okay. sessions, and there were some really good ones, like um, the one with Stephen Hyten. It was Stephen Hyten, Susan Purley, and um, a third writer. I always forget the third. This is our this is our theme. But there were there they were ta- she was talking about. Um, I don't know. She had some very helpful um, things to say for uh, for new writers and stuff like that. It was it was very inspiring. And they also talked about things like maps. And I don't know. It was it was all very good. I, I probably have more to say if it was a little bit closer to when the events happened. Right, right. But uh, no, they were good. And I'm not someone who tends to uh, stay out late afterwards and and talk to the writers. So mm-hmm. I just I, I often just don't even talk to them at all afterwards. I just kind of let myself enjoy the books and mm-hmm. what they've said, and then and then walk up the hill back to my place from Christchurch cathedral so it's, yeah no but it was really good and i got i got uh, a book by barbara gowdy i got um susan Pearlie's book death valley which seems great it's the main character is a character is a character named vivian pink so that just sounded fun and i got stephen Hyten's book as well so uh, it was it was worthwhile big haul that's as many as i got <laughs> i have mixed feelings about q a's after reading so sometimes i find they can kind of stretch on if, uh, yeah. if the reading was long too and depending on obviously the the topics of conversation and the, the answers that are given, it can, it can be kind of um, a, a bit of a yawn, or it can be super yeah. um, insightful and um, inspiring. I have, I have. There's a. It always depends on a couple of things. It depends on the host, mm-hmm. and it also depends on. I, I find. I tend, my own aesthetic is that I enjoy the fiction ones, I tend to enjoy the poetry ones less. Mm. Only because um, there's a lot of times like when the audience asks questions, they'll ask, they'll always talk about the issue of accessibility. Really? And I get like, almost inevitably someone will say, well, how do you, how do you respond to people who don't find your work accessible and I just find it's hard like it puts the writer on the spot a lot of mm-hmm. times to try and answer that kind of a question in, in fiction I don't really find that that authors are asked those kind of questions the big question that they're always asked is um I have a manuscript uh, do what advice do you <laughs> do you and, and you know I mean it's not that it's not a reasonable question it's just it's kind of a hard question to ask someone like just yeah. because they've had a lot of work published they might not necessarily know now what it's like to be a beginner writer yeah. if they've had a career for 30 years or whatever. It's textual too. Yeah, but Anita Desai was asked that question by a person from the audience and what she suggested to the, the person was, um, uh, the first thing was, well, you, you need to get people other than your own family and friends to to uh, to, to read the work because mm-hmm. you're putting your family and friends in a terrible position. I mean, they're not really going to be able to react critically and anyway, they love you. So, you right. know, and the other for fiction, she suggested the person needs to find an agent, uh, which is not advice you hear in the poetry because no. there's no money in it for any of us, never mind an agent, I don't think. And then the third thing was pray, which <laughs> is sort of the best <laughs> advice. Yeah, so that was that was one of the things that I remember from, from the thing. But there were a lot of interesting questions. Uh, and also it depends as well on, on whether or not the host decides to deal really directly with um, the material and knows the knows the books well or whether mm. or not they're just asking general questions. But it's funny, there, um, Rhonda Douglas hosted, a, uh, I'm trying to remember the writers, a panel with three writers, Laurie McNulty, who's a short, short story writer who I'd never heard before, who is fantastic. Mm. And at the moment, the other two writers, I, I'm blank on the name, Elise something, and then there was another one, Karen Connolly. But uh, she asked questions that were a bit more general, but in the way it was good because the audience was able to be more engaged if they mm-hmm. hadn't read the work. Right. So I guess some, sometimes it can work. And she also, she was really good. She made us all feel really at home. I've, I've, there were some um, some discussions of sexual t- 
topics as well. And uh, at one point, Laurie McNulty was feeling a bit awkward about talking about sex. And she said, well, I, actually, I could use a glass of wine to talk about this. And, mm-hmm. and Sean Wilson, the director, brought her a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. So that was that was good. And there was there were sweet moments like that throughout the festival. And uh, it's just good. I mean, it's a, it's like like Verse Fest. It's just a chance to get to yeah. hear writers from other parts of the country, other parts of North America. And if you're lucky, other parts of the world as well. So uh, I wonder if the Q&A for poetry often is people ask about accessibility just because of people's relationship with poetry or the oh, general yeah. public's relationship with poetry. Is it being a considered less of an accessible art form? So maybe that's just the constant thing that people are, especially someone who might not be going to poetry events other than that maybe larger festivals that have, might have a Q&A session. That's kind of what they're initially Oh, like I'm sort of interested in poetry. I, I go to this event once or twice a year, and like that's kind of at your forefront of your mind. Is this how do you, you know, reconcile writing this art form that you know a lot of people aren't necessarily see themselves as being able to to um, digest? So that could be why. Yeah, well, I, I think it's 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 uh, intimidating too. I mean, because I mean, e- even with me, I know for from the time I was about in grade seven until. I was in my 30s. I was not interested in poetry mm-hmm. at all. I, I had to study some French poetry, and that was interesting. But um, we were taught um, the way I know the way it was taught when I was going to school was really it was just um, people who had been long dead and mm-hmm. lots of things I didn't really true, eh? relate to. And and just like when you first hit upon contemporary poetry, there's a lot of ways in which people write that are quite different from. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you haven't. Um, I mean, I don't know. I still think T. S. Eliot's pretty challenging, but. Yep. Uh, Absolutely. We didn't study things like that. We studied like long, you know, Wordsworth and mm-hmm. things like that. So I, I, I just think that uh, if you haven't all of a sudden to be hit with, uh, I don't know, say a Christian book or something, or, yeah. or even Lisa Robertson, or yeah. you know, I mean, it's just it's just a different thing, and it's just you can't be expected to just well, you can have plunge right in, but it might be intimidating. I've been intimidated by it myself. So, although, like you uh, said, there's a quite. Um, Quite the variety in contemporary writing. There's sure. also people who are, especially um, certain certain places. There's people that are writing, you know, very narrative forms that are, you know, have a lot um, of similarities with fiction, perhaps because they might have like some kind of almost like a plot structure. Yeah, exactly. Sure. And yeah, there's more. There's a lot of varieties, <clears throat> and there's a lot of hybrids now too. Like the whole we we talk, I think uh, when we talked about Lisa Robertson, we talked about maybe lyric uh, conceptual poetry, which is right. great. That's a great. I, that's what I love about today. There's lots of hybrids and. I, I like it when things don't necessarily have to have a name you know, right. for their their writing. So, yeah, that's good. But, uh, yeah, a festival is a good way to learn a lot about different styles of writing yeah. and to get a chance to talk to people. So those are the only things that I was uh, at this time or in the last I, I, six weeks. I'm not sure. I'm, there may have been something else in that time, but uh, mm-hmm. that's all that comes to mind. What well, about? I was at one the, the poetry event from the Writers' Fest at the, the Manx, the Plan 99 one. I wanted to see uh, Cassidy McFadzian read here. She read a lot from her book, Hacker Packer, and um, a lot of um, myth poems um, mm. uh, she read. And Aisha, Aisha Sasha John was there as yeah. well. Um, I hadn't heard her read before. I, I liked her stuff. She had one poem. It was very different than most of her other poems, but um, it was, she said she was overhearing people talking on a patio, I think it was, about um, about a cell phone, a conversation on a cell phone, like by texting or something. And and she, you know, got into the voices of, or the dialogue of the people who were talking, but she said the words, she performed it in the way that she would perform her other, you know, more serious poems, but it was like a, a kind of a mundane conversation 
And uh, having that juxtaposition really like caught my attention because it was about this, you know, this conversation people are having over text. She was doing this very like, if you've ever heard her read, like a very like serious sounding and very like um, musical in a way, like the the way she the way she does her pauses and stuff between lines. So I I quite liked her. I quite liked her performance. Yeah. So I also saw Cassidy McVadzian at the Plan Ninety Nine part of the Writers Fest, and. I think I already said she wrote a, read a lot of myth poems. Um, I haven't seen her. I never saw her read for, she had like a full set, so like 15, 20 minutes. The longest I've, I've seen her read was four, it was like five minutes. So it was uh, it was good to see her have that space to get into things so she can be a bit quiet quiet on stage. So so yeah, that was the, that was the Plan 99 event. Um, I think that's all I had to say about it. And and for Plan Ninety Nine, I, guess, I don't know. Uh, for those of you who've never attended, uh, it's it's a it's a great reading series. It's kind of a sporadic series now, and this time it's part of the Writers Festival. It's hosted by David O'Meara. He um, one of the nice things about it, or it, it's in the Manx Pub, which is a great little pub with no. TV, no big screen TV, so there's never any sports in there, which I like, but uh, not everyone likes it. But the point is, is during the during the event, uh, there's a sign on the door that says that that um, that that well, the kitchen is closed during the event, and it's only an hour long. So often there are only three, three or maybe sometimes even four readers, but. Uh, he keeps them short, and usually he does great introductions as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a good it's a good series, and normally it has a, it has prose as well as poetry and people from all across Canada. So yep. sometimes international also too. international mm-hmm. as well. So it's a it's a really good series. It's it's not it's not a regular series anymore, but it, it happens uh, sporadically, and mm-hmm. uh, it's well worth attending when you when you see it. So I also yeah. went to two Sawdusts pretty recently. I saw, we saw. I think you're at Faisal's reading as well, right? Yes, I was definitely yeah. at Faisal's. That's right. I was there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Any uh, memories of that one? Uh, I remember. Well, I had. To, it was I, a little while ago now. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to remember who the opening poet was, and I, 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 I've drawn a blank. Do you remember? No, I don't. Oh, no. This is bad. <laughs> this is bad. And I'm sorry to the person who who read. It's not that you weren't. It wasn't, was it, wasn't it, oh yeah, wasn't it uh, Connie Clayton? Was it? Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't yeah. it Connie? Okay. Yeah, so she was, Sorry, she was terrific, and um, <laughs> just because I didn't, I just, things just tend to blur, and, she, and no, I, I was really, I'd never, I'd never met her in person before, and I'd never heard any of her work, so that was good, and we've just recently published a poem of hers uh, Byward, in, in Byward, so it was good to to hear her and, and, and meet her and all of her groupies, of which there were many of them, so that mm-hmm. was nice, and then Faisal gave a really interesting reading as well, um, uh, he didn't read from his current book, but he also he dealt a lot with issues of uh, sort of ba- cultural background and mm-hmm. uh, uh, being queer, coming from Guyana. I, I always enjoy his readings. He, he mm-hmm. gave a very good reading. It was fun to socializing with everyone. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, I dashed back with him to my place to oh, pick yeah. up his book because uh, he, he, he just hadn't uh, brought it so my place being close, we just we, we did he, a rescue, and then didn't read from it. Didn't read from it. That's fine though. <laughs> At least I know with me, if something like that happens, I, I I'm sort of rattled. So mm-hmm. it's best, even if it's you just have it there. It's just better yeah. than not to. So I didn't mind. It was nothing. We 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 got into a cab. We came back very quickly, and we're here before the reading started. So that was good. Yeah, and then I saw the sawdust recently. Uh, Catherine Owen. Um, performed. She read a lot from almost entirely, I think, from her from her new book. Uh, I forget what it's called, but I bought a copy. Dear Ghost. Yeah, that sounds right. And uh, it was a lot about, it's sectioned off into different 
parts. Uh, a lot has to do with working in the film and TV industry, um, I believe. So, so yeah, it was interesting. She she performed pretty well. She had a she had a good stage presence. I remember there was a there was a fan on at the back, like blowing pretty high. And like her hair is just like kind of oh yeah, like it does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and who was the opener? Do you remember? Uh, it's an undergrad from University of Ottawa. Oh, okay. I don't remember his name. Eric something or, or yeah, Eric. Yeah, that or, could be it. Yeah, be I it. saw his name, but I've never met him before, so I hadn't met him either. No. Right. Um. So yeah, that was. Um, How was the turnout? Was it? Uh, oh, it was pretty quiet. Oh, okay. It was a beautiful day. It was really hot out, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't that the really hot? It was a hot day. Right. Yeah, mm. so um, I'm not sure if that had to do with it or if it's just um, was an awkward month. A lot of people were sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just recovering from a health blip myself. So. Yes, a lot of people were, were ill and um, a lot of people are out of town as well um, right now. So that's probably a combination of things. But um, We do get a little quieter in the summer here. Mm-hmm. So it was a little quiet, but it was good. It was, um, we all had seats. <laughs> <laughs> that's a change and we often yeah. it's not us you you know you have to sit Stand, yeah. in the or sit in the bar area with mm-hmm. with reese keeping you company which is a nice thing but you mm-hmm. can't see people from that spot so i saw a few other events um i went to your tropic launch at tree although i left after you read um, thank you very but, much for coming <laughs> <laughs> um in ottawa what else did i see in ottawa I, this ju- there was just the i think there was just the inwards event we had in april um, with Clara. Oh, I was at that too. <laughs> at that Did too. we talk about? Oh no, we didn't talk. We oh, haven't no. talked about that yet. No. Okay. So that, Clara that was and less, Clara. that was less than a month ago. Okay. Yeah. No, I was there too. Okay. I have, yeah. was at a few more things than I remembered. So there was Clara Duplessis. Yeah. From Montreal, and there was Clara Farley mm-hmm. from Ottawa, and um, they were both very good. It was a smaller inwards turnout too. It wasn't too too small. There was like twenty five people. I it was guess. decent. It was all right. But it was it was a quiet. I mean, and it was a quiet reading too. Like it was all a quiet told, event, it was a, yeah. It was good though. People, the audience is always very attentive, at, at, attentive at inwards, mm. in, in intentive at outwards. Probably I don't as know, well, yeah. Like that. But uh, yeah, so no, I, I was there for that, and I enjoyed hearing both of them read. Um, both their readings were very. Um, they're they're. How do I describe their reading styles? They're not messy. I don't know. They're like not messy. They're not messy. They're on point. Mm-hmm. I guess you would say. Um, they're yeah. They take their audience seriously. When the work tend and the work was in both cases quite contemplative. I thought. Yeah, as exactly. Well. exactly. There were there were some things mentioned. I mean, I don't know. I'm, it's it's a while back now, but I've heard I've heard heard. Um, I'm familiar with both their works. So yeah. See, listen to our interviews with them. We've interviewed both of them, them previously, yeah, exactly. so just uh, check those out, and then yeah, you'll get more than you're get substance than you're getting from us right now. Yeah, and their interviews are both very contemplative as well, yeah. as, which makes sense. Substantial, substantial interviews. And then we didn't have a mic stand for the first little bit, which was uh, yeah, comical. that was entertaining, and yeah. it was it was uh, the the musician was. Uh, was, uh, Graham. was Graham Farrell. Yeah, and he, he did a good job, but it was a little bit hard because of the microphone situation, but still, he was very talented on the guitar and also his, has a beautiful voice, so it was an interesting... It was I hadn't ever heard him sing before, mm-hmm. so that was neat. And he's really good. Yeah, he's very good on the guitar. Electric guitar. So I also went to some launches... Um, not always in Ottawa. I you're, was, you're a man about town these days. Yeah, so <laughs> in, in Montreal, I went to... Um, 
the Bad Nudes launch um, for their issue 2.2. It was, at a, it was like a house party launch, which I always find fun. In Montreal, there was a house party too, because they yep. did the house party here yep. too, right? Oh. Okay. I'll get to that one next. Yeah, okay. Uh, so you were, it was fun. It was uh, like, it was, it was a good crowd. It was like maybe 30 people, which was good for like a bachelor apartment, which is what it was in. And it was, okay. it was, it was pretty full. And, um, Guillaume Morissette um, performed, I think he was last and or second last. And at that point, at the towards the end of the night, people were, you know, had a little bit, a little bit to drink. So it was... Uh, really? I'm surprised. <laughs> but he was, <laughs> if you've seen him perform before, he um, he's a good to have last in those types of events because he can get the audience's attentions. He's very, um, he can be very loud and, and um, Almost like a, I imagine like a prophet proclaiming something. He raises his hand a lot to the <laughs> ceiling, kind of like almost diagonally. I've seen him do this lots of times now. And um, he, uh, yeah, he had a poem that talks about like the literary scene in Montreal. It has like these references to people. It's pretty scandalous in some ways. I like um, that. That's yeah, fun. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so he was good. And I really liked, um, I think her name's Carissa LaRock. I'm not sure if I, I'm probably not pronouncing her last name right. Um but she was performing alongside another poet, and they were they were very performative. So they're sitting on a couch um, to start the perform the whole performance, and they had some music going um, on like a, on the speaker that was like um, it's like a battery controlled speaker, so it wasn't like attached to like the laptop or anything. What the mm. music is playing from, it's like separate, right? And I think it had like lights on it too. And <laughs> then they're eating like um, oranges, peeling oranges, and eating fruit. Um, while they're doing their performance, and it was it was almost uh, tabled like a like a discussion that two roommates would be having on a couch. Oh, fun! Um, That's a fun idea. Yeah, and they would take turns. Um, hmm. They would take turns performing. So that was good. I like I like Chris's work a lot. Um, and Jake Byrne performed too in the magazine Bad Nudes. So the um, Chris and Eli were performing in like um, um, robes, performing in <laughs> robes, and then. Um, Jake and um, Guillaume um, performed without pants on. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> the pantless reading series. Yeah. So they just really are bad nudes because they're not nude, but they're just like partially clothed. Yeah, yeah, I exactly. See. <laughs> and there was another reader too, but I, 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 I like you about us always just forgetting at least one reader. So yeah. we'll, con- we'll continue that if I forget who. It's our was. thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm sure they were great. I, I just don't, you know, I just don't recall. So that was in uh, Montreal, and I also saw their launch in Ottawa at another house party um, at Nina Nina Jane's house in the Glebe, and um, there was a lot of people there that I've never seen before in yeah. Ottawa. It one, was really one, interesting. One of the readers is a friend of mine who lives in Montreal now, Andrew Grant, and he he said I I saw him afterwards, um, and he said that uh, yeah he brought his family and a lot of friends oh, yeah. along. So that yeah. could be why then. Yeah, it was. <laughs> It was a little bit, a little bit quiet, but again, like maybe 20, 25 people, and like for for the for a living room, like it's it was full, like you're sitting on the ground and, and that. So it was intimate. Guillaume was there again, uh, closing, closing the, the set. Uh, one of the new inwards editors, Manah Hill, performed. Oh, good. Um, I never, Sarah McDonnell performed as well. Great. Um, so yeah, and a couple others. What do you think of the idea of house readings as a, a different? How do you differentiate them from uh, like a, a reading at a, a public, a more public space? What do you think of the idea? Well, the obvious thing is it's more intimate. Yeah. But all the house readings I, or most of the house readings I've gone to have been public theoretically. Yeah, because like the address is there and you can. Yeah, go. and it's yeah. they're open to anyone can see and invite anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
But there is more of an intimate atmosphere, of course, when you're in someone's living room and yeah. you're, it's cheaper because you can bring your own booze rather than buying at the bar. Um, as long as you have, uh, it's yeah, I, I like them. It's I can see how it would be um, intimidating for someone who wasn't already in that community yeah, to it go might to. Be. Like, I'm not sure if the first event I would ever go to for a new art form that I wasn't really already involved with would be a house reading. Yeah. So that's the kind of a drawback. So you kind of have to know someone or feel comfortable going into that space in order to go there. But once you get past that barrier, um, I think it's really cool. And I think there's a lot of there's more opportunities to do different yeah, things. Yeah, I think so too. And, and like I I mean music they've been doing that for a long time. Well, yep. and they have mm -hmm. with 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 poetry too. Like I I myself have hosted a couple of living room mm -hmm. readings and and had had really great uh, I had one with um Michael Dennis, Stuart Ross, and a guy from the States. Again, third name, can't remember. <laughs> mm -hmm. But in this place, like we have 12, 15 people. It's, it's already enough. Right. So it usually don't um, send an open invitation. It usually yep. be like invitation only uh, mm -hmm. events. So, uh, yeah, when I was talking to Catherine Owen at Sada, she said she has a, a pop up series in her bedroom. And they perform in her bed. <laughs> and I think it's only invite only as well, but it was... Uh, How Yoko and uh, John Lennon... Uh, yeah, so that's... An, yeah, so it, they, they seem to happen. They seem to be always... They're always fun. Like, they're always good times. Um, and yeah, you can do things like maybe at a bar you can't, you know, go uh, take off your pants and go perform, you know? I mean, you can do that in the, in someone's house provided the person who lives there and the people are okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 if you have an if you have a name of a magazine like Bad Nudes, you sort of expect something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 exactly. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a it's a creative use of the, and it, and it can be very friendly too. Just to, yeah. I was if I do it, like I usually um, supply all the food and drinks, and it's just a party too. We had yeah, a series. Exactly, it's like a party. We ran a series here for a while. We ran the series here for a while called Poetic Desserts, where people mm. came and brought dessert. It was on a Sunday uh, evening, and we just we read covers. like We just read our oh, favorite. Yeah. That was fun, except for I didn't like having to clean. We had it once a month, and I, I didn't like having to keep cleaning the yeah, apartment yeah, yeah. all the time. I Although I clean that. it for, for, for our re podcast recording, so <laughs> just not as much as I do. Depends right, on right. who's coming. And, right. you know, I clean it less for you than I do if we have another a stranger that I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> I also went to uh, Prism Launch when I was in Vancouver, oh, Prism great. International, and it was a, a joint event they did. They partnered with Sad Magazine, which I'd never heard of. Sad Magazine. Yeah, what a like, great name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Room, uh, Poetry is Dead, and Rice Paper, which are all uh, based in Vancouver. And they had, it was like cater. There was food. There was free food, which was nice. Nice. It That's was in a the, good. It was in a, like a cafe that served a couple of beers. Um so yeah, and they had raffles, like a lot of raffles there, and um, they all the different magazines like had the, like a like a little booth that you could go purchase things. And I got a I got a free Poetry Is Dead button or a pin rather, and I got to meet uh, Dina Del Buccia. That's fun. Tell Good. her tell her how much I loved uh, one of her poems when I was back back way back uh, maybe six or seven years ago now seven years ago I first read one of her poems and it blew me away. So I, got I remember you read you mentioned that on the on an episode of the of the podcast a few few episodes ago. Yeah, so I got to tell her that in person. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, she I, I said um, you had a poem that really um, really it, like, impacted me a lot like uh, seven years ago and I was like <laughs> she was like which one I was like guess. And she guessed right the first uh, the first time her Lindsay Lohan poem. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. She said she just read it for the first time again, like recently, a few weeks ago, after not reading it for a long time. And she said she said it went over really well. So that's good. 
Yeah, I recommend uh, recommend it if you if you can find it online. Um, well, I'll take a look for yeah, it. Yeah, type in Dina Delbachia, Lindsay Lohan poem or something on right. Google and it'll it's pop up. It's pretty easy how you can find these things. Yeah, Google's I find, great. I find all kinds of things. Sometimes I can't even necessarily know how to spell something, right? And yep. I'll just put in some keywords. Google knows. Google knows. But uh, the other thing I was going to say is, is um, I guess uh, Prism Magazine has been around for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And they've been, uh, um, I guess, uh, what was I going to say? I they are now. I just I just read that they are currently looking for chapbooks to review. So yeah, I saw that too. Chapbook. So yeah. that and Arc, Arc Poetry Magazine and um, Broken Pencil and uh, Prism. As far as I know, I don't know other other uh, literary journals that uh, encourage mm-hmm. you to send chapbooks. So I'm I'm fascinated by that. So. Yeah, I think yeah. they're doing a new editorial team soon. So I think they're edited by the MFA program at UBC. Right, yeah. So. Um, yeah, and they have a call for submissions right now due June 15th for an issue about liminality. About the I liminal. saw that. Yeah. I was I was kind of, I was intrigued by that, actually. Mm-hmm. And the only other things that I'll, I did, I might as well briefly talk to you. I saw two plays um, uh, over the past few weeks. One was at um, this little, I guess it's like a festival called Tactics, like one week long. I saw a play called Girls, Girls, Girls. And... Super violent, actually, but um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm unsure about the plot, but like very poetic language at times, Ooh. like um, like that's the sound of it. It's a bit like um, Clockwork Orange type of language, wow. like like that, like uh, young people talking in like um, very like almost sophisticated um, type of dialogue, but also very slang mixed oh, into. So the playwright yeah. is writing like Anthony Burt is, is, is. Yeah, I that's guess a com- so. that's a high compliment I mean, if you're listening playwright person. Well, I don't <laughs> want to say I, there was parts of the script I didn't like I, as well, sure, right? There's sure. a lot of long monologues that I thought were like, you know, not that great. But there was when there was just some lines, you know, that the sound of them was mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, like. I wish I could just take, you know, take 20 of these lines and like start with something fresh with with these um, these lines he had there. So I was I was good. And I also saw something called In the Room a few a few oh, days yeah. ago at the NAC. The yeah, um, it was a joint thing with storytellers of some kind. Yeah, Ottawa, Storyteller. yeah, Ottawa Storytellers um, Association and all, and the group from, that you mentioned before yeah, my from friends, Kingston. Uh, by a friend's play company yeah i heard i heard uh, i heard a woman from the organization review uh review interviewed by alan neal on, on cbc's all in a day i just came uh-huh. in sort of towards the end of the conversation so i didn't hear her name but she was talking about doing that at, at the nac but also they're planning on doing a few other things like in ottawa like at the mckinsey king estates <laughs> and it was really interesting how it all started and she talked about how expensive it is for um you know to to find a place to to um to hold like to hold the um, the plays so th- the performances so mm-hmm. that that's how, where they got the idea of like for, you saw the one before that was in the record store in yeah. Kingston so it's really funny because I'd only heard about it through you and then suddenly it was being yeah talked she about was on interviewed CBC, on CBC yeah. and then also I and then also the the performance here uh, with the NAC at the storytellers um, association uh, hired them to do the to do the and what was interesting is the way it sounded it sounded cool they basically um, put out um, a request for people who work in the industry to mm-hmm. send them stories about, and that's what they perform yep. stories about their experiences behind the scenes and in, in the working at the yep. NAC. So that sounded great. They did about twenty or twenty-five interviews yeah. with people about their experience working in that space in the NAC and like the, I guess like the rehearsal hall. Right. And then the, then the event was actually in that rehearsal hall, and they had some like recordings, audio recordings, and then some was just like them taking what they what they heard and then making it into like a 
like a script almost um it was about an hour long so yeah it was uh i was interested in that actually yeah and uh i didn't hear the interview but i heard that the play that i'll be doing um you're doing with, a play with yes okay this is this is a scoop here i don't know about I this i can't I'm... yeah i can't say too much about it because it hasn't been formally announced by where it's going to happen but Ooh. um yeah there was a bit of a uh, a sneak peek in the interview as well to to a project See, that I we're missed, doing I together. I missed that. I missed that. What what? Any more details on that? What type? Um, of thing? Well, it's on Igor Gazenko. Oh, oh yeah. I heard that she mentioned the Igor Gazenko because we have it. It's uh, the house. The apartment is right across from Dundonald Park, and there's a there's also a plaque in Dundonald Park. And when the Dosa truck was there, and I'm not sure where the Dosa truck has gone, mm-hmm. but it's they had they had an a Gazenko uh, Dosa actually for a <laughs> yeah. while. So you know, Ottawa we capitalized on the small right, our right. small claims to fame. So yeah, he was. He was, uh, I guess, a, a Russian uh, uh, who was uh, actually a double agent of some sort. I think, forgotten something like that. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's my play. That's I wrote um, the playwright for that. That is fantastic. I didn't even know you you had been working on a play. So that's yeah, I am. He's a man of mystery. This one. And while I'm talking about myself, um, I was also doing a little bit of a thirty under thirty launch tour mm-hmm. um, the past um, month, I guess, and we went to uh, Toronto and uh, Montreal. And had launches there. We did a Montreal launch in the uh, library drawn in quarterly. It was well attended. Like all the seats were taken. Um, I've never done a launch in a bookstore before. So it was like a different type of vibe. It's a little quieter mm-hmm. than I'm used to. Um, we, we went out for drinks after. Um, so yeah, that was good. We had five Montreal poets who were in the anthology. And three like, or only just, sorry, just two. One I had to cancel. Two other non-people in the anthology. But there were young poets as well performed. Right. And then in Toronto, um, and I co-hosted that with Guillaume Morissette, and in Toronto, it was um, at this um, May restaurant, yeah. which is having a lot of poetry events um, lately, and they have like a stage there, and they have like a bunch of games in the back, too, like pool and like um, arcade games and stuff like that. And that one was live streamed, so I actually yeah. watched about I watched about three or four poets in. It was not that easy. The sound was sort of iffy sometimes, yeah, yeah. but still, it was entertaining to to see and to hear people read. And uh, you came out very clearly, so uh, you know, that's <laughs> I got to hear you. Yeah, it was it was fun. I I um I put a lot of thought into how to structure and organize the event because I've never done an event in Toronto before, and mm-hmm. I wanted to like make it like a big thing. And it was very well attended. There was I'd say about sixty people there. And um, it was, I, I think it was a lot of fun. People seemed to have a lot of fun. It was, it was very vibrant. Ten readers, which was a lot. And um, I introduced each by saying how I met them. And for a couple of them, it was the story from an hour earlier because I hadn't yeah, met it. them. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, they're, they're only, they all performed for about five to seven minutes. It was very quick, but it was, they all performed like, like, their best stuff and a lot of it all the times right because you only have that short of time to perform yeah you it's it's like a very quick taste but also like i don't know they all did really well like i was very happy with with um with um with the result so yeah it was it was um going on the road to do launches i've never something i've never done before so it was it was an interesting experience it was a good experience to meet to meet people in different cities and when you're going as a as an editor or as a mm-hmm. curator or as a host it's a different feeling than going to perform going when you're perf- the performer that's it yeah and it takes some pressure off in a way like i'm not really worried about 
I don't know people what people are thinking of my performances or anything like no. it's that anxiety's kind of gone. There's a different anxiety. It is a different anxiety. <laughs> I want to throw a really good event, right? Yeah. But once I once there was well attended and stuff, I like kind of relaxed a bit. But it was it was able to get to know people in a different way than I would um, going somewhere as a as, yeah. a as a poet first and foremost, rather than as like a, an organizer. Yeah, I've only hosted here. Like I've, I've I've done a lot of hosting here, but I haven't I haven't hosted outside of Ottawa, and I'd be I'd be a nervous wreck about the venue and about whether or not people were going to show up and just just I well of course I would control freak the heck out of everything. The beginning, I, I was nervous yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I had a lot of help. I reached out to people that that's lived good. in those cities. That's, um, that's wise. To, to get the venue and set up and coordinate with them and help promo and everything. So it's good. Yeah. And I saw, I definitely saw a lot of promotion for all of the uh, 30 under 30 line. Every, I mean, it looked really well, well staged and arranged and organized and everything. So I, I mean, I, it seemed good. And I think, I don't know, you mentioned, I think you're doing an interview on literary or you've done or you're doing. No, what? we'll be doing an interview on literary landscapes um, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, with so, Earl Peary. so stay tuned for that uh, uh, Thursday a Thursday evening interview with Aaron about uh, about his experiences. Thirty under thirty. Talking about the selection process. Yeah, well, that's mm -hmm. an, that's an interesting topic, especially these days. And mm -hmm. So it's, that's good. That that'll be a good thing. So that's your teaser for that. But uh, I was only at the uh, inwards uh, inwards la launch of the, mm -hmm. and that was really just like at in. I was oh yeah, I was at the one at the Verse Fest too. So yeah, I was at yeah. two of the Ottawa launches mm -hmm. for that, and I I got introduced to some poets I hadn't heard heard before like uh, Kayla yeah and um, Ali Blythe mm -hmm. he is, he's not in the in the, no, right, no, no but he was he was in the other part yeah. sorry there you go but uh, the memory goes any other events that you attended that was all that was a, that was a lot actually. that was a lot and yeah. but you were also uh, no, I guess not for literary things but you also you were way out west for a non-literary conference yeah so when I was in uh, when I saw the prism launch in Vancouver yeah. I was also there exploring Vancouver and revisiting the island as a as a tourist uh, in a way, yeah. That must be strange, though, to be a tourist in a place where you'd live yeah, for yeah, a while. Very strange, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Did you do you do you go and find try to find bookstores and or when you're mm. that, or did you? Yeah, I did uh, a little bit. I went to um, oh, there's this one bookstore. It's like a little short chain in Vancouver, and the name's escaping me. But um, yeah, I bought a. I w I like to go into those like kind of smaller local bookstores because mm -hmm. they're the ones. Then they're selling. The writers who are, you know, are publishing there and like maybe have chapbooks or full length books in Vancouver, but maybe you're not. Really you wouldn't find them here. Yeah. Or harder to find here. It's like local beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like and when I, you know, I also drank local beer when I was there. I was going to say, there's a reason I mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I did that. I tried not to buy too many things because it's. No, you had to carry them back. Yeah, and exactly. It costs but I, money I, I mean, I bought like five or six books, though. Like I bought quite a few. So. Good. Good. Yep. And I think that does it for the. For recent events, let's take a little break, shall we? So, Amanda, what have you been reading lately? I, I actually something uh, I've started reading is by Robin Sarah, a poetry book called "My Shoes Are Killing Me." She won the Governor General's Award a couple of years ago for the mm -hmm. book. Now, I have an interesting relationship with this book because when I first heard her read from it uh, a, a number of years ago, now well, a few years ago. I wasn't that keen on the work, and I found myself being annoyed by it because, to me, the poems were nostalgic. I didn't hear anything but I, uh, stuff about an idyllic childhood. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes when I react to things that way, I ask myself, 
okay, is it really the work that's bothering you or is it, or is it you, something about you that you're, you know, like what, what is triggering your irritation? And so I decided I should, I should read the book and I've been reading the book and it's a fabulous book. It's really good. The poems are very gentle and, and there's a lot of interesting things like Museum of Lost Sounds and there's, there's a trans, uh, subtitles for, uh, with a movie, uh, with the sounds the trees make and all kinds of cool things in there, but they're very gentle poems and not everything is idyllic either and there's some really gorgeous imagery, but it got me started on my own project to explore the concept of nostalgia mm -hmm. and also to install, to explore the part of nostalgia because one part of nostalgia is, is there's a lot of different ways in which a lot of different types of nostalgia and one is is a feeling of pain and so I what that's the part that I'd like to explore so I will I've started to work on some poems about my childhood uh, especially uh, basically it's nostalgia through the eyes of a ghost so that's uh, and I've got it it's called a nostalgia toy box so but it's because I I think it's interesting to explore something that you're actually uncomfortable with mm -hmm. and I sometimes uh, I, I can sometimes be very quick to judge something as negative when it turns out it's just because I've got some kind of association with mm -hmm. it myself. So I'm learning to explore those with, hmm. and getting past those quick judgments, which I often make. So I really appreciate it. And I, I, it is an excellent book. Uh, I, I have a, um, another thing. Uh, I haven't started this yet, but uh, I've been working on um, a reading uh, journal, a reading diary of Lisa Robertson's work. And this is, while I've read bits and pieces of her work before, I often have don't read them all the way through. Just with a lot of poetry, I tend not mm -hmm. to read the whole thing through. So I've been um, conscientiously and, and carefully reading through her work, starting with the most recent. So I I'd okay. already have done two entries, one on cinema of the present and the other on Three Summers, her most recent work. And the next thing I'm going to ta tackle and, and, and get into over the summer, I hope, unless I get distracted by other things, which happens is Nilling, so, which is a, a essay, book of essays. Mm -hmm. So, And I've already read a bit of that, so that's my intention. I bought that when I was in Toronto, but I haven't read it yet. It's a, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a book that uh, there's a lot in it, and it's not a it's it's like I, my, one of my first favorite things about it already is she wrote about uh, uh, the story of O and uh, very few people uh, from a, from a kind of an interesting from a feminist perspective yep. from a literary perspective so it's it's an interesting that already I'm interested in because that was let's say that book has a lot of dog ears in it from yeah. uh, from my from my twenties so I'll be interested to. Uh, to uh, read more of that book and even the concept of kneeling she mentions in, in in later later books as well so it will be good to kind of get a mm -hmm. firm handle on that and then from the point of view of, of, of fiction as I said I, I mentioned I, I mentioned this book because it's very poetic Stephen Hyten's novel the nightingale won't let you sleep it's so full of poetic lines and imagery I mean he's also a poet as well as an, right. uh, as a fiction writer so I read that book in in like it, it wasn't a small book I read it in three days and I, I still the characters are lingering with me the setting is lingering with me the um the delicious feasts uh, all the food is the thought of them are lingering with me so i highly recommend that as well and on the side i've been i've also been reading journals i arrive um, the current issue of arc poetry magazine is really interesting there especially the feature on a danish um poet and her tra and the translator the name right now escapes me because i don't remember those languages very easily but uh, very interesting and I just started Carousel the latest issue of Carousel oh, which yeah. has a feature on uh, the Manola Review an online mm -hmm. publication it's also going to be a print journal or run by Robin Richardson and a section on Conundrum Press which has, was in Montreal starting in 1996 and moved to the Maritimes recently but hmm. moved from sort of um, publishing a lots of different types of things to now focusing more on the graphic 
a novel, but mm -hmm. uh, and the uh, Andy Brown. So started in '96 and still going strong. One person operations. So uh, mm -hmm. there's a lot of interesting stuff in that magazine. It's always different. It's very graphic in yep. the sense of like very lots visual. of visual. Yeah, not graphic mm -hmm. as in full of sexual expletives <laughs> and what have you. But no. So those are the things that I've been reading. Uh, and you? Well, when I was on my trip, I finished Lisa Robertson's Three Summers. Right. Um, it's hard to, I need to read it again before I can really unpack it. I think it's, there's so much going on in those, uh, in those lines, but there were some lines that I really liked and I, I tweeted about or like I quoted yeah. it on Twitter and, and yeah. Well, there's so many different threads going on yeah, at the same yeah. time, right? That was what I found so interesting about it. And it's, it's like, um, there's like not that many poems in it, but they're long poems and yeah. it's a style of, which I've, I've seen more and more in poetry books lately where it's um so let's say it's one poem that might stretch out 12 pages or something sure. long poems poem essays essay yeah poems. but some of the pages you know mm -hmm. are only going to have might only have five lines on a yeah. page but yeah. it's it's still the same poem right it. and it's not necessarily even sectioned off which is a, an interesting way to present it yeah um i which i didn't really see a lot like of older and older poetry necessarily but um it seems to be more commonplace now which it's it's it spaces things out i don't know i like it i like using the page i like giving um room room for the lines to breathe um so yeah i finished that um when i was in toronto i read um fawn parker's looking good and having a good time that's a great title <laughs> yeah which is her first book from metatron it came out a couple years ago it's a it's i think four short stories um she wrote it when she was pretty young um i think she was 20 when it came out um so so yeah, that was interesting to to read. There's some there's some good lines in it. Um, well, I remember there was one paragraph, and she was talking about how her mom said everything looks like the Canadian shield, or everything is the Canadian shield, or something. <laughs> the way it was phrased, it was pretty memorable. Um, reading Cassidy McFadden's Hacker Packer, I picked that up when I was in Toronto as well. And um, Kate Hargreaves' Leak from Book Thug right. from a few years ago. Yeah, I've just, um, I, I have it next to my bed and I kind of sometimes at night I'll like, before I go to bed, I'll kind of read a few poems. I haven't finished it yet. Um, she has some good like list poems, like a lot of her, she kind of does list out, lists out a lot of things and like things that you're not expecting. I love that. List. I yeah. love, I love the list I in general and I love the list poem. I was recently, um, I recently came back full bore on Facebook, full bore, literally I was, but uh, no, I, I um, and uh, one of the things that people either love or hate are lists of things. There was a list for um, bands that you, you concerts that you've oh, been to yeah. and ones that you haven't. And some people were infuriated by this damn list. I, I thought it was so entertaining how how annoyed it made them. But I love the list. And I, I, I commented that there was a whole, a number of years ago, there was a whole issue of the new quarterly that was de devoted really? to the list. And there were some, I, I think of uh, some list poems by Sandra Ridley and Christine McNair mm -hmm. in there that were quite good. It was, um, yeah, it was a really good issue. And I don't have it anymore for some reason. But yeah, I will. And I make list poems and lists all the time. Yeah, so. I'm a, I like, I do a little bit of listing within poems normally, but uh, yeah. yeah, I like listing. It's fun and I but I'm fascinated by, by people who actually really dislike that and I I, I almost want to want to sort of find find out about that why they why well, they dislike that. maybe it's people who like narrative I don't know I mean it's hard to say because they're not necessarily writers that have, oh, have right. expressed that sometimes it's musicians or mm -hmm. you know 
I don't know what, but uh, I'm curious. I should just ask them when they don't like something. I've started to do something on Facebook. Uh, this is sort of related where I will uh, ask people questions and then take take everyone's answers, remix them and make them into a poem. So okay, cool. I think I'm going to start using social media more for generating my my writing and creative stuff. Your poems. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to have to give them all credit, but it's 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 really fun to do. Cool. And it's it's less arguey than a lot of the other things that happen. So, I mean, speaking of collaborative um, poems, yeah. the, one of the books I bought was Rom-Com by Dina Del Buccio oh, yeah. and Daniel Zamparelli. Great. And I, I, I noticed that they're credited as both the authors and it doesn't say which individual poems either wrote. So yep. I asked her, like, does this mean you, you did every single poem together? Mm. And she said, well... You know, some poems that are more my poems, some are more his poems, like mm -hmm. that are like that we took the lead kind of, but it was all collaborative. And she said, because because there was so much collaboration and some poems were more mine, some were more his, we just decided the whole thing is just ours yeah. and cited as such. So I thought that That's was interesting. It. There's a lot of poems about just um, celebrities, like, or they're, they're framed in that sort of context. So like the poem title will be the name of a celebrity and yeah. go through it like that. Yeah. Did you like the uh, paper doll cutouts that are? I did. Yes, I was, yeah. I was very happy to see that. I I, am, I dwelt on that for so long. I, it took me a long time to even read because I just enjoyed the. I like the design. Yeah, yeah it's a the cool design. design. It's really good. Yeah. And you know, like I've done collaborations with a few different people too, um, including you actually. Ooh. Ours have not, not really finished yet, but um, I did a, 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 a a poetry manuscript with uh, Sa uh, Sandra Ridley called Eve, a mere roar. And we, there were times where when we were done, we couldn't remember who did what. Right. So it just becomes, uh, yeah, where it's the point where mm -hmm. you don't necessarily know. It becomes its own entity, really. Mm -hmm. So it's a fun thing. Another thing that I've been reading, the thing I've been reading a lot is uh, community development theory books, and I will not get into that here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I think they have their own kind of poetry, and there might be specialized poetry for, uh, you know, uh, those involved a little esoteric for yeah I mean and I, I use that kind of stuff to sure. think about when I'm you know organizing events or mm -hmm. anthologies or things like that and uh, like I, I think of that as community development or community organizing. absolutely it's good that's a good combination so actually I'm trying to figure out you know ways to in which to approach that kind of stuff and you can experiment so on us <laughs> exactly exactly so I think that's it for my current reads uh, for the time being right. Shall we take one more break before another, we get into our large break. topic let's all go to the lobby so actually, we'll have our big discussion uh, in future time. <laughs> Let's talk about upcoming events instead. Did we already say we were going to have a big discussion? I, I whispered it, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, well, we will. We, we, we had it behind the scenes. So, mm -hmm. no, there you go. We've already talked your ear off, though. So, well, and we, we have a, another idea to make the discussion potentially more interesting. So, so what are you going to uh, coming up, Amanda? Uh, well, you know, as I said, I've been kind of keeping things uh, sort of uh, on the down low, as, as, as I think that current expression is. But um, uh, next week, uh, on May the 23rd, is the uh, tree reading series. So there's uh, uh, a, a writer I first heard read in, in Toronto at the Battle of the Bards, John Nyman, is reading mm -hmm. with Shoshana Wingate. And Shoshana I've never heard before, and I've, I don't know anything about her, so I'm looking forward to that one. There's a, a, I, I think the uh, workshop is Danielle Grolot-Lantry. The uh, francophone writer oh, yeah. is talking about spoken word, I believe. And then on the next day, um, one of my uh, uh, a dear friend of mine and, and uh, just a lot of uh, some favorite uh, poets, Marcus McCann, uh, Michael V. Smith, uh, mm -hmm. Ben Ladusser, reading with Tara Michelle Zinyuk and Pierre-Luc Landry at Venus Envy. 
Uh, I, and so I'm looking forward to that, those two. And then just later on at the beginning of June, um, my dear friend Christine McNair is launching her new book, Thug Book Charm, with a couple of other writers, Jennifer Still and someone else, I can't remember, at the Legion. Karen Robinson? Is that yes, right? Yes, that's it. Oh, good. We Ooh, remembered all three. <laughs> we remembered all three writers. So that's happening on June 10th at the Legion, which is on Kent Street. So that'll be a good oh, night, too. Oh, the Legion, eh? Yeah. Interesting. Have you ever gone to anything there? No, I walk by there all the time, though. I've, I've gone to a CBC event there where I was interviewed by Alan Neal on stage, but also some. I've, I've, I may have gone to one other event there. It's actually a good space for... Yeah. Uh, for uh, reading and there, it'll, there'll be a cash bar so I think it'll be fun. You used to have a lot of punk yeah. shows there. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that's right. And, and the other thing too is I, um, I, I, for the I, Tree uh, Press Prize for my um, for my chapbook, Electric Garden, I got some money so I, I spent some of it on on a Book Thug uh, poetry subscription. Oh, yeah? So nice. I'm excited. I'm going to get the I'm going to get copies of uh, the new releases uh, sometime soon. So and when when Clara was here, she was, I'm not, I don't think on air, but she had some really positive things to say about Aaron Robinson. That's why I remember the name. She oh, said, great. She, reach, she said, I just wonder if she really, really enjoys her work. So, oh, so we're lucky. there was a lot of high praise. Yeah. And and what about you? Do you have any, any events uh, you're uh, looking forward to? Well, it's funny that you um, opened the podcast by saying you're taking a little break because I think I'll take a little um, break the rest of the summer. Yeah. Not not a complete hiatus, but um, just a slow... Di- There's also not as many things going on. It's true. So well, it's, Tree ends at, at, at the end of June. I think it has... Uh, it stops. And there's, I think, one more. I think Sawdust takes a couple months off, too, really? maybe. Oh, maybe I'm making that up. I thought they... Well, I, maybe it'll depend. It'll depend on things, but... They're uh, next month. They're having one next month, for sure. But Chris yeah. Jennings is the next uh, featured reader at... Uh, yeah, I'm, I might still go to that, yeah. maybe. I'll be um, there, all being well. And then uh, like I'll go to, I'm not sure if there's any other. Outside. Like, yeah, like I'll go to a, like events and festivals that may or may not be poetry related, like uh, music things. Yeah, or, are you going to, do you go to uh, anything like Blues Fest or anything Not like Blues that? Fest, but I go to the free ones. The free ones, <laughs> so I go to like yeah. Dragon Boat Fest and like sure, sure. Glow uh, Fair on Bank Street yeah. and, you know, just like the various tulip festival type things. And um, I'll, I'll go to like whatever is happening kind of around here that's that's free and not necessarily um yeah. poetry like well, French I, west Festival, fest maybe. too I think yeah west they fest. sometimes have like uh, some literary events too like often a spoken word portion and uh, sometimes they have some yeah. other readings too prose in the park is yeah, coming exactly, up yeah. small press book fair you know those things like that i'll i'll yeah. still uh, i'll still go to it i love summers here because it's it's festival season and there's so much going on um, that you can you can kind of go to and most of it's free and a lot of it's outdoors so exactly, you can get yeah. a chance to be outside maybe not so much inside the uh, basement and is inwards going to have another reading in may or you guys decided not to no we uh decided not to right. so it's going to wait until august and the new team will take over i'm now done hosting uh inwards events well, as I guess as a fi- my final thing to say about upcoming events, not about upcoming events, but just saying I really, um, this was, a, I mean, I've always enjoyed it, the uh, the editorial team for Inwards, but I, I especially really like this one. You guys did a lot of stuff and uh, reached out to the, the community, not just ours, but outside of Ottawa too. So I think you probably accomplished, seems to me like you, you accomplished what you set out to do. Do you feel that way now that you're... Yeah, I think that we, end? I think it went, I think it went well. I think we had... I certainly had my own personal mandate for what I wanted to accomplish. And that was part of that was kind of a a few things. One was incorporating not just poetry, but reaching out to other artistic communities and trying to just 
trying to just diversify what we're presenting and curating inside the inward space and try to try to broaden our audience and broaden our the people who are performing That's and right. i think that uh, enables people who might not traditionally be as interested in poetry to kind of be able to access that space yeah. and enjoy enjoy poetry and enjoy things other arts use music as a gateway drug that's what i've always mm -hmm. done music with by words and painting and too painting as well like yeah. all that and then the other big thing was um trying to highlight emerging writers and young writers and yeah. um, people kind of in my generation millennials and trying to give that open up spaces for for them to perform and um and publish so i think we did all that so i'm i'm happy i'm happy about all that but it's been uh, the past year i've been focusing a lot on organizing and publishing and not that i haven't been writing but that hasn't been my main focus the past year so another thing i'm doing in the summer the next few months is refocusing on on writing again and um part of it is uh some theater like some drama i'm writing That's great started writing some short fiction and then um continuing on with poetry and hopefully have like a full-length manuscript soon so i'll take yeah. the summer to to focus less on curating and more on um when i can kind of squeeze out of myself okay stay tuned for we'll find we'll find out we won't even say what the title of that is but <laughs> we'll just we'll just leave it at that and uh, i guess finally the last thing to do is just to say uh say thanks to everyone for listening and mm -hmm. uh thanks to aaron for uh another another episode and uh, thanks to uh, Charles for the uh, po uh, the processing of all the stuff and, and thanks Amanda for the water and oh yeah for the and and thanks to Jennifer Peterson for her great intros and outros and uh, and thanks to those of you who share the episode with uh, with people and listen to it thank you very much and until next time goodbye small machine talk with Amanda Earl and A.M. Kozak. <laughs>